Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And join us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Wayne with Newport MMA out of the UK. Wayne, happy Friday, brother. Good afternoon. How you feeling, man? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. You know, being, <laughs> a, being a bit excited since um, I've just got back from Abu Dhabi. Um, um, oh. Being he- head coach of Wales, I just took my first team out to compete in the IMAF uh, World Championships for MMA for the youth. So that's 12 years old to 17 year olds. So obviously my phone was switched off, got off the plane, switched my phone back on, had a voicemail off Kava, listened to it, and obviously I called you back. Hey, and here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. Wow. That's yeah, a story cool. and a half, man. I appreciate you sharing yeah. that. I had no idea. All right. Well, awesome. Look, Wayne, I, we're excited to have you on. I'll tell you that. And before we dive in to the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Newport MMA, you know, first we want to start with just giving you the floor here. Right. Yeah. Why don't you give the viewers a little perspective on how you would describe Newport MMA in your own words and what you guys do? Okay. Newport MMA is, uh, the name says it all really, with a mixed martial arts gym that's based in Newport. Um, we're open to not just not just people who want to fight and compete, but just people who want a different out- outlook on, you know, staying fit, getting fit, keeping healthy, you know, but rather than going to like your normal gym and lifting weights, they're looking to, I don't know, maybe lift people instead. Like, so, you know, so we, we, we do different styles here, Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, submission wrestling, MMA. Um, but we're open to, our youngest is five years old, and our oldest is 65, I think. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's open to everybody. There's, there's something for everyone, basically. I love that. I love a broad audience here and versatility. That's awesome, yeah. man. And so uh, we'll start with the bare bones basics here, right? I mean, how many members are you serving currently? Currently, we have, I would say, but between 150 to 200 like, people who actually train in the gym. And they can be like, you, you know, you got one, one member who trains only once a week, and then you got another member who trains six, seven days a week. Wow. So, um, so, yeah, we have, we have a few. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so... Now, for you, I mean, in your opinion, Wayne, I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door? Social media. Social media. And, simple uh, as that. Okay. Having a good track record as well. And being a people's person. You know, yeah. the, way, the one thing I've realized is like, um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a qualified fitness instructor. Um, got a basic qualification in that. And then I come across people who have bigger qualifications and stuff. But if you ain't got people skills, all those qualifications mean nothing. So being a good people's person, being able to talk to people, understand people, um, I say that's the way of keeping people. But as for getting people in social media, Facebook, Instagram, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, all that kind of stuff is, is free. And it's a great platform to, to gain members. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And that's so true, right? I mean, I think it's using the versatility of, of any platform that you can, right? And yeah. getting people from different avenues because 
the older folks are going to be on LinkedIn. You know that. And the younger folks are going to be on Instagram. So the fact yeah, that you yeah, go yeah. gen population, that's it, you that's can it. find them anywhere. So I love that. I love that you're not limiting yourself to just one thing there. So now, Wayne, I mean, now kind of curious, right? You said you're around that, that 100, 150 mark, right? I mean, hypothetically speaking here, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited here. I mean, how much higher can you go? Well, it's funny you say that, actually. We're actually looking at expanding now and, and taking. So my premises now is 4,000 square feet. Um, and the, we have a premises next door that's just become vacant, which is the same size as this. So we're looking to expand to about 8,000 square feet. Wow. So it'll actually be one of the biggest MMA gyms, if not the biggest MMA gym in Wales. Wow. That's awesome. Congratulations. So, Congratulations. Yeah, that's huge. And and you're going to do it, man. I'll tell you that. I could see it. It's in your eyes, brother. <laughs> it's funny because I never, ever thought it would, especially coming from where I came from, like, and where I started and kind of things that we've been through. Can't tell you how many times I came this close to saying, do you know what? Let's just jack it in. Wow. <laughs> it's too much hard work. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's tough. So, it is tough. But, I mean, yeah. that's it. It's the tenacity. You can't give up, right? You no, no, no. Perseverance is the key. Yeah, exactly. So it's always... And not it's having simple. a plan. Not having a plan B. There we go. Right. Because if you have a plan B, exactly. If you have plan A and then plan B, when plan A gets too tough, you'll always revert to plan B. Yeah. If you just have a plan A, you've got no choice. You've got to yeah. make it work. Just jump it without a parachute, right? Or you got to make it work somehow. You gotta <laughs> make build it, work. You build it on the way it. down. <laughs> yeah. In that case, uh, I'd say have a plan B. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And so, now, I mean, look, I, I, I was a personal trainer for a long time, and I understand completely, right? Having even 30, 40 clients is a lot. So being at a 100, yeah. 150, you're talking big numbers here. I mean, how do you manage this? How do you track those numbers, those metrics of like how long they've been with you, if they're ready to cancel, if they're ready to start? I mean, how do you understand those numbers? I got married. <laughs> I have an amazing <laughs> wife. I love so, that. So the gym is kind of like it's a, it's a partnership between me and my wife. Okay. So um, she's she's mostly the brains behind everything, and I'm the I'm the forefront. So everybody says, "Oh, Wayne Wayne owns the gym. Wayne's this," and it's like, actually, it's the wife. But you know, but we we talk through everything and all. And then um, she went she went back to college and she did a, a like a, a bookkeeping course and a, and all that kind of stuff. Um, nice. So um, she she does my finances. She does my bookkeeping. Um, she keeps track on who's in and out of the gym how many members we got, who's paying monthly, who's paying as they go. So nice. she keeps track on all that kind of stuff. But yeah, That's she's awesome. the one who, um, she's the one who does all that, but we do it all by bookkeeping. And yeah. Like it's a good duo. It's a good duo, right? I mean, it works. I, that, that's it awesome. Works. Yeah. You make it work that way, right? That's awesome. Yeah. And congratulations. Yeah. I mean, she's going to like that shout out when she sees the podcast. She's a good egg. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Congratulations there, man. And so, um, I want to ask a little bit of a longer winded question here, but a good question in itself, right? So if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. But I think okay. it, it always serves well, right? It's a, it's a good way to self-reflect here. So, you know, in the fitness and gym industry, we use about three pillars of business here, right? It's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, right? Getting people through the door. Your acquisition, which is your sales. Getting somebody to go from a interested client to a paying client, right? And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Mm-hmm. So Wayne, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, so this is the thing. I'm not an amazing businessman. 
No, so and I, and I I hold my hands up to that. I've had the gym now 19 years, and I've only ever put my prices up once. Wow. Yeah. So our our pay as you go. Um, so your you drop in fees, let's say, is um, I charge six pounds. Six. So that's a GPP. Um, don't know what that is in dollars, but we charge six pound per class. Um, when I first started, it was five pounds. Wow. So I've only put it up one pound. So that's like one dollar. Wow. Like, so, so yeah. Um, so I think that's where I could improve on personally as a as a business owner, as in I need to move more with the times, you know, inflation, things like that, and all. As for social, as for getting clients in, I'm pretty good at that. So yeah. uh, I have, I yeah, I have, I have a good, um, pretty social following on social media. I'm always like posting videos of the training, videos of our outings, going to competitions, traveling the world, training at other gyms, meeting awesome. other people. And people see that and they're like, man, I want to be part of that. So that, that, that brings them in. You know, they're a little bit apprehensive, first of all, especially because it's an MMA gym. And, you know, walking into an MMA gym, it can be quite intimidating. People think you're going to come in and they're going to be surrounded by all these big boots who like to scrap it out. But then they actually get you and it's like, man, it's not really like that. And it's like, no, it's not like that. It's this, our gym is more of a family rather than, rather than a business as such. But I think that's what keeps people here is that, that, that tight knit feeling that they're actually part of something and they're not just a number. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that. It's so important how you're putting your clients at the forefront, right? You can put that at the forefront and put financial gratification to this. I mean, don't get me wrong. We need the money to survive, right? That's 100% true. We can't That's lie about it. that. When I started, but, I wasn't even charging people. Really? I actually, I actually trained people for free when I first wow. started. And so but then still it got, a long time coming though. Still, still, you made it through it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it got to a point where it was kind of like, like, guys, I need to start charging now because, you know, I need to be able to afford to pay the rent and this and that and yeah, so on yeah. to give you guys this facility. So then they understood that. And of course, and, yeah. and I think it's about knowing your value, right? Cause in the beginning, sometimes you don't know your value. You don't know what you're worth. And it's like, I almost yeah. feel wrong charging these people. Right. But definitely you need, you need to keep doors open and that's honest truth. So like a lot of progression from, from when you started to now, I can definitely tell you that Wayne. I mean, even if you feel like you want to progress a little more and innovate with the times and with the inflation, I still think, I mean, if you started off charging for free, you're, you're light years ahead from where you started. So that's awesome. Oh, exactly. exactly. And so uh, last two questions for here, Wayne, my two favorite questions. Um, what's the bigger picture for you? I mean, I know you kind of alluded to getting the new location, but long-term, the bigger picture, what are you trying to accomplish? Right. So my goal was, I always wanted to be a fighter. So that's how it started. Um, you know, I've always been in the martial arts as a kid. I started when I was six years old. I'm now 41 next week. Um, Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. And I left school, to be honest. Um, I did my GCSEs and I, I didn't do any good whatsoever. So um, I think I would GCSEs kind of like in the States, it's your SATs. Uh, is, is it a test or the GED? Are you talking about the GED? Yeah, it's Where, a test. It is. Okay, yeah, SAT. when you're in high school, you get to the end of high school and you yeah. sit your exams. So, yeah. yeah, so my exams, I didn't get A's and B's. I had one G, three U's and an X. <laughs> so I, I literally left school with no qualifications. Started working in jobs that I hated. I couldn't stand them. I had over 35 jobs from the age of uh, 16 to the age of 21. I couldn't hold down a job. I met my wife when I was 17 and she was 16. 
Um, we moved in together after a month. Um, she basically carried me and um, got to a point then where it was kind of like, man, what am I doing with my life? So her aunties came over from Canada and um, they were like, oh, we love you guys. We'd love to take you back. So I was like, do you know, let's sell our house and go. So we sold our house. We went over to Canada in 2002. And um, I found a gym over there and I just trained in a gym over there for six, for, from 2002 to 2003. I wasn't working. I was training twice a day, six days a week. Um, didn't have working visas. So we, in, the, in the end, we had to came, come back home. So I said, right then, let's come back home. Let's go back to college, get a qualification, and then we'll go back with our qualifications. So I went back to college, became a fitness instructor. She became a hairdresser. But in 2003, when I came back, that was when I opened up Newport MMA. So I wanted to carry on training. And that's when I was teaching for free. And um, I started off with the, with the gym. I, I bought six judo mats. I used to keep them in the boot of my car. And um, we used to train in the basement of a pub. So, what? yeah, wow. yes. So we'd go through the fire exit to this pub. They'd be all like, all the floor was sticky from the spilt beer. We'd lay the mats down. There'd be a bucket in the corner to spit in and, and everything. And we'd, we'd just train. And, I, and what I look, where I trained martial arts when I was six, I, I did taekwondo for 10 years. Then when I was 15, I started doing Muay Thai. Um, like I said, I went to Canada when I was 21 and started training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with a, a gym called Creative Fighters Guild, which is owned by Trevor Clarkson. Um, started training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do. Everything I learned there then, I brought back to Newport, started teaching and just building up on top of that. And then eventually we started competing in competitions. People started getting bigger, started getting noticed. I thought, hold on a second. There's, there's actually something here. So then we, uh, we moved from the basement to a pub um, and we went to a, an old Skittles hall where people used to play like um, Skittles, like bowls. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was, old, it, was a, it was a load of old people bowling and stuff. And we had a room in the back and there was that cord in that room that I'm not lying when I say this. In the winter, there was icicles like this hanging from the ceiling. That's how cold it was. And, um, and I started wow. charging people um, five pound a five pound a lesson and we train monday wednesday friday for three hours and that was it i had people fighting and then we were like on tv and stuff fighting on shows like cage warriors bama um and some of my guys started winning titles and i was like hold on a sec and i can i can i can make something of this yeah so like i said i went back to college got qualified as a fitness instructor landed a job which was a tidy job um and I was a, working as a fitness instructor for 10 years uh, in this job and running the gym at the same time. Um, got to a point then where it's like, I want, I want to work for myself, but I didn't have the guts to do it. Like, I didn't have the guts to, because I had a mortgage and everything, didn't have the guts to jack in my job and, and focus on this. Because as we know, when you're running, especially a martial arts, martial arts gym, it's up and down every month. It's never, it's never the same. Um, so it's, it's kind of like it's always a bit of a grind. Yeah. So um, so I looked for the I looked for the premises and everything was just so expensive and I was like, oh man, I'm never going to be able to afford it. And then I found where I am now, uh, this this unit that I got, which is four thousand square feet. I remember walking through the doors. There was holes in the ceiling. There was puddles on the floor. It's been derelict for ten years, and but I saw the vision. And I said to yeah. my wife, I was like, oh my God, this could be amazing. This could be like one of those big massive gyms in America. <laughs> and, uh, and she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, but 
I don't think I can afford it. She goes, do you want it? I was like, yeah, of course. She goes, then you make it work. And I was like, what, can I do it? She goes, you, you've got to believe you can do it. And I was like, that's it. Okay. So we said to the landlord, we said, yeah, we'll take it. And that was it. Signed on the dotted line. And I was like, whoa. Okay. So this, this again, we on him. So I carried on with this place, carried on with my job in the gym as a fitness instructor. Um, and then eventually got to a point then where it was kind of like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to, quit my job so this was going back in 2014 now I think it was I opened up this new premises in 2011 so in 2014 I said right let's do it I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to do this full time and I can't tell you for the first three months no actually one three months for the first three years for the first three years I can't tell you how many times when I quit my job and just did this I came this close to just quitting and jacking it in where some days people were turning up to classes other days it was like I was getting two two members in a class and it was like am I supposed to afford my rent with this with just yeah. two members turning up and you know we had some arguments me and the wife and it was like you know because she was working but I'm at a point now where I've had the I've had Newport MMA now 19 years I've been in my new premises for um, like I said, 11 years, I think it is, 2011, I, I, I got the new premises. And, um, and my wife, she got her own business, but she only works three days a week now. So it's nice that nice. she works less and I work more. So I'm, I'm repaying the favor now. So, so yeah. That's it. That's awesome, brother. And I got one last question for you, Wayne, my favorite question, right? If you can go back 19 years here, Wayne, to when you first started the gym, right? Sit mm -hmm. yourself down with the knowledge you know now and give yourself one piece of advice you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Hmm. Good question. Good question. The only advice I can give to anybody is perseverance. You've got to persevere. No matter, like, no matter how hard it seems sometimes, you know, I always say, I always have to say, if you're going through hell, keep going. Because you'll come out, you'll come out eventually. Like, you know what I mean? You've got to persevere and always believe in yourself as well. There, I, I have to hold my hands up and, and I'll admit this. I was a big self-doubter, a big self-doubter. I, you know, um, I never really truly believed I could achieve what I've achieved now. Like, I still look back at those little pictures when I was six years old doing taekwondo. Never would I thought that doing a hobby would lead me to doing, like, I'm, 40, I'm 41 next week and I class myself as retired because if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life again. That's it. And I, and I, and I, and I love what I do. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I, I'm here now hanging out with my mates, teaching them the knowledge that I've gained through the 36 years of training and, and, and I'm getting paid for it, you know? So, um, perseverance and believe like I was quite fortunate that I had a woman by my side who believed in everything that I did she believed in everything she believed everything I said I wanted to do she was like you can do it you can do it you know and it's like they say behind every great man is a great woman <laughs> I love that I so, love that look that's an yeah. absolute mic drop there Wayne it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode but before we sign out please shout out your Instagram Facebook website anything you have where can people find out more about you guys and the gym? 
Okay, that's great. Um, you can find, you, you could just type in Newport MMA in Google. You can find us on Facebook, type in Newport MMA. Um, Instagram, uh, you can follow myself, which is um, uh, Newport MMA One. Um, or again, Newport MMA, just type in Newport MMA and it comes up. Um, we have the picture with the gargoyle. You know, uh, we use the gargoyle because uh, everybody always just say, oh, what's, what's the thing behind the gargoyle? I'm like, well, the gargoyle is a protector of the building. So when you're walking out to those competitions and you've got a gaggle on your back, you're protected. It's a bit cheesy, but you know, it works. I like that. I like um, that. I like that. Yeah. So Instagram, yeah. Uh, Newport MMA one. Um, everybody calls me one for short. So, um, or Newport MMA, Facebook, Newport MMA. I love that. I love that. Look, Wayne, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Just stick around for one second if you can, Wayne, so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I would appreciate it. I'm just going to sign everybody else out over here, okay? Yeah, cool. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Ron from Tri Fitness and Performance out of Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. And thanks, Ron, for taking an hour out of your day to be here with us to give back to the fitness industry a little bit. Before we really dive into, you know, the business side of things, give me a brief backstory here. What was it that ultimately led to you opening up this fitness business? I have a background in uh, a degree in kinesiology and physical education. I used to be a football and track coach and played football in college. Um, and years and years ago, I worked for what was called the Chicago Health Clubs as a uh, pretty much well, somebody would join up the club. I put them through a workout program, design a program for them. And after I got through teaching, uh, I was in private business, but then came to the fork in the road and like I got this education and always kept my foot in the door with fitness and performance and uh, decided, you know what, this is what I want to do. I want to coach people and train people and, you know, improve the quality of their lives, make somebody a better athlete, uh, hooked up with EXOS, formerly Athletes Performance, uh, did their whole education program there, uh, developed a relationship with them and opened up the facility that I have uh, back in 2006. So you've been at this, you've opened this business in 2006. So you've been doing this for a little bit of time. Um, for our listener here, give us, I guess, your elevator pitch of Tri Fitness and Performance. Tell us who you are, what kinds of services that you provide, really paint that picture for us so we fully understand the model of your business. We're a personal training and sports performance training company. Our main goal is to help you achieve your goals. 
be it weight loss, just feeling better, getting ready for a sporting event, or developing a better athlete. Uh, the underlying thing, more than anything else, is to keep you injury-free as much as we can, because in the game of life, there's no off-season. So you want to feel as good as you can, physically and mentally. Got it. And you do this in kind of a private, semi-private modality. Um, and right now, kind of paint a, a picture of the space. How big is the facility that you're working out of? So we have a very private space of about a thousand square feet. And then we have another space on the first floor that we uh, share with a baseball academy. We have another thousand square feet down there that is semi-private. And then we have about a 6,000 square foot turf area. So we can work even with adults, you know, doing med ball slams, doing some running. Our athletes, we work on uh, movement development in the turf area. Wow. So 6,000 square feet, that's pretty big. Um, and is that the turf area, is that yours or do you share that with another? Well, we share it when the baseball place is open, but like in the summer when it's not open, uh, when, in the summer when it's not open, we have the space to ourselves. Well, that's a pretty cool, pretty cool gig then. You have a pretty nice yeah, space. Yeah, we have there. a real nice space, so. Yeah, I mean, 6,000 square feet for private training, that's huge. Yeah, um, well, that's perfect. the size of a lot of, bigger than a lot of group fitness gyms even, so yeah. that's nice. Um, okay, and with that, let's kind of talk about the clientele here. How many clients do you guys currently serve? Wow, that, you know, that varies, you know, anywhere we might have on the high end, maybe 40, you know, on the low end, when athletes go back to school, maybe 20, you know, 25. Okay, so when you say it varies, is that kind of month to month you're looking at? Season, no, more season, to, season to season. Okay. Um, and so, for example, I come in, I'm like, hey, Ron, I want to join. I want to train with you. What does that look like? Are you having me pay per session? Do I pay for a pack of sessions? Do I pay for a month? Kind of talk to me about the options that you have available. So we've done everything you've said there, but what we do is we pay per session. Uh, I don't like to hold anybody hostage. I mean, you've had situations where you, well, people ask us, can I get a discount if I buy 10 sessions? We don't do that anymore because after the third session, you either get sick, you don't like coming to me at all. And it's like, oh man, I paid for seven more of these. I really don't want to go and I have to, I paid for them. So we, we don't do that. If somebody doesn't want to pay me per session, they just want to pay me, you know, up front, you know, you know, I look and I don't want to be selling you money every week or something. People will do that. I also know a lot of my clients personally now and I'll say, okay, we just finished a month of July. This is what you owe. Uh, so that, that's how we structure it. Um, we, we don't do the packages anymore. We're not a month by month uh, situation like that either. What we will tell clients though, depending on what they're coming in for is don't think that you can come in one or two times and achieve your results. I mean, it took right. you took you ten years to gain this weight. Don't think it's going to come off in three sessions. Yeah, and, and that's, that's a good not, point. That's a really good point because that's what I was going to say. I find that when I allow clients to pay per session, it kind of takes away for the general population anyway. Not probably not as much for the sports performance, but for the general population side of things, it takes away a little bit of that accountability factor, yep. right? 
um, for, for a lot of people in this industry, maybe not you and I, because we like to exercise, but there's a lot of people who don't have that motivation inside of them to show up every day. So if we're allowing them to pay per session, it kind of takes away from that. Hey, I have to go to the gym because I paid for it or whatever. They might say, Oh, I'll go this week. And then I'm not going to go next week. And then a month later, they're looking at you straight in the face saying, why am I not seeing results? Um, and so um, I, I personally, I like the monthly, the monthly billing, um, maybe not contracting them into that, but like setting up monthly billing so that it's automatically coming out of their bank account and they, they know to expect that. Have you guys toyed around with that? What ultimately led you to the decision to only do pay per class? So we just found at the time that it's like, why change it if it's not broken? And, mm -hmm. you know, so we've been doing that. The only thing we will do, and I can sense this, somebody has to pay. If you're going to first come to me, you have to pay me for two sessions, even though you only okay. use one. You don't show up, you're scheduled, you, you lose it. Uh, okay. And usually if I find that's going to happen after the first session, like they don't show up for the second or they give me some excuse, I don't want them as a client because it's going to be an ongoing thing with them. So, and again, I don't like to steal, take, I shouldn't use the word steal. I don't want to take people's money. So people might come in with the idea of wanting to do it. And they'll come to one session and then they're not going to come again. Uh, you know, through my experience of doing this, because I've been doing it a, a, you know, fairly long time. Fortunately, I haven't run into that much. I am very upfront with people by telling them though, don't expect this change to happen quick minimum of a three month, you know, if you want to see results for, for weight loss. Uh, with athletes, you know, it's a little bit different of a situation. I know the kids get booked up and everything else, but I use the analogy of learning a musical instrument. Don't think you can take one or two piano lessons, not practice and sit down and come for a lesson again, six weeks later and think you can play. <laughs> you can't unless you're, you know, some prodigy and you might have some kid that's just genetically a tremendous athlete and he can do that. So I let parents know that, know that they have to make a commitment. So even though I don't physically do it, I kind of put it in their head. This is what it has to be. Otherwise find yourself a different trainer. Right. No. And I understand the sports performance side of things. I guess when I look at the general population side of things, you know, I don't know, there's a lot of adults who really struggle to be motivated oh, yeah. um, to work out. And um, I think as a trainer, we kind of have to do our due diligence to see, okay, well, like, what can we provide to this person to really make sure that they, they stay motivated, they stay held account accountable. And I do think that um, from our experience, the things that I've seen, you know, setting up some sort of pack or setting up some sort of monthly billing that does help with that accountability factor a little bit. Um, I know that you said you don't like to be stealing people's money. Um, but I mean, if, if they're paying for something they're they tend to show up a little bit more. Um, let me ask you, you know, kind of steer the conversation. You have 25 to 50 clients kind of depending on the time of year. Is that a place Ron, where you feel good, you feel comfortable, or are you looking to kind of increase that clientele and take on more, more people. You know, I'm pretty comfortable with that because I don't want my part-time trainers to get overwhelmed or tell me they can't take any more on. And then it comes falls onto me and I don't want to get burned out. So I kind of like to play, play it safe. It's probably the best thing. You know, it's almost like, uh, 
you know, when people used to do these Groupon deals all the time and they would get overwhelmed and they couldn't take care of the regular customers because they had the Groupon people and everything else, I don't want to get in that situation. So if I can't give everybody proper training and pretty much put too much water in the glass, I, I don't want to get to that situation. No, that makes sense. Um, you're kind of at a position right now where you, your, your, your trainers have enough clients on their schedule. They're only part-time. Um, your schedule is pretty full. So what comes next? If you're not looking to kind of gain in terms of clients, what's the next kind of growth move for the business? Uh, no, I haven't really thought about that that much because things, I mean, I'm in a very fortunate situation. I have a waiting list Okay. of people that want to come on in. And the parents, it's more the athlete, the parents know that. Uh, and well, let me know when you get some openings and everything else. And I'll have my, you know, my kid come in uh, and this and that. So that's kind of very envious position to be in. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, great that you have a waiting list. Um, yeah, have you toyed around with the idea of having another trainer come on? Is that something that you're looking to, to do so that you can kind of start working at that waiting list and bring in some more revenue to the business? If I can find, and that's the hardest thing that I've found in business, except for when I first started out, building the business up is finding somebody qualified and more than that reliable. It's it's very, very unfortunate, especially the way he is now. You hire. I mean, I had one person. I thought they were good. And the next thing I know, he's not showing up. And it's like, oh my God, this ain't gonna work. Get a background, you know, due diligence that yeah, they're gonna oh yeah, he was really good, really good. Then they're supposed to work with three kids. Their parents drop the kids off and I get a phone call. There's no trainer here. It's like, man, so that has been the hardest thing of all is finding somebody that is qualified. Um, really difficult. And, and qualified more than just being responsible, but really being a good trainer. I cannot compromise anything. I need somebody that really knows what they're doing. Um, so they have to have in my eyes, even though people don't ask for certifications, the clients don't, I need to know what certifications they have. Uh, I've even tried, you know, have to have interns and okay this is what we're going to do you'll learn from this and i need you to get this certification and they like vanish yeah um okay so you know i think that hiring is a very big challenge in this industry today and for everybody there's kind of a different reason there um, what area, like what areas have you gone to, to look at, you know, finding someone, have you posted the job anywhere? Kind of, have you done networking? Like how, where we, have you? We posted yeah. on Indeed. Uh, we've gone to some of the universities in the Chicago area to try to find, you know, people that are majoring in exercise science to come on in. And we just haven't had, I had two people come in and it was, they seemed pretty positive. And then they went ghost on us. So yeah. it's like not not real, real easy. And I want to find, I need to get somebody, and this is one of the, probably maybe more my issue than anything else, but maybe because I have the experience. I want a trainer to be as good, if not better than me. So when people come in, I can feel confident that they're working with this person, that they're going to 
really get top quality training. Right, right. Um, and I think that that if we're going to hire somebody, of course, they have to have those, you know, the certifications and things that you want, but also like they have to have the right skills to fit in with your, your clients, right? We can't teach people skills, but we can help people earn the necessary certifications and and things like that and help them consistently improve. Uh, It is, it is hard to find people um, right now. Let me ask you a different question here, other than the hiring side of things, because that is a challenge that a lot of us are facing what would you consider to be your biggest business related challenge right now? And what are you actively doing to kind of work on overcoming that, Ron? Uh, I'm really right now, I don't have that many challenges, hoping that uh, the landlord will renew the lease when it's up, <laughs> you know, but uh, we still have two and a half years on it. So, you know, I don't want Interesting. to. Interesting. Yeah, I really, uh, things have been going really smooth. I don't, I'm, I'm very fortunate don't really see a lot of challenges. Um, wow. Well, lucky, lucky for lucky for you, Ron. Talk yeah, to I am. On this yeah, podcast I mean, so and I've maybe, never... You know, maybe because I was in a, another business before I got back into fitness that I understand business and, and I don't know, as somebody says, I'm <laughs> another word for old is I'm seasoned. So I've gone through a lot of life experiences and kind of know what to expect and everything else. You know, very fortunate. I was able to get SBI. I didn't, need any PPP money, but I was able to get some SBA loans at a very, very low interest rate. So it really gave me kind of a a life jacket there Mm -hmm. in case things really went south or it's like, okay, I need to grow, you know, maybe I get some different equipment, maybe get a second location uh, if if needed or have to move from this location that I was able to get SBA money. Uh, Justin, like I say, is a safety net or a life jacket. Well, well, good for you. I mean, like I said, I talked to a lot of gym owners on this platform, at least like one person per day. And I'll tell you what, I've never talked to somebody that doesn't really have any challenges. No, I can't. I'm sitting here looking at you, Brooke, and I really, you know, you know, I can't really think, you know, maybe I wouldn't want as many split days, you know, or I'm here early and then, you know, yeah. In the day and then people come in. But nice thing in summer is with kids not in school, the adults come early and then the uh, athletes come right after that. So yeah. Fun. Yeah. The no, summer, uh, summer schedule is probably pretty nice. It is. Um, okay. So if I could hand you a magic wand, Ron, all you know, all your dreams, all your goals for tri fitness and performance have come true. You've reached them all. There's really no limitations here. Finances aren't an issue, you know, nothing. What would that picture look like for you? Uh, I probably want to put in a four lane track in the 6,000 square foot area I have uh, and make the building a little bit longer that I could have that track area there for really working on speed and acceleration, you know, on a track area instead of just a wide open green surface. So more kind of more facility wise than anything else. Uh, And maybe an exit plan when I say, you know what, I want to, kind of get out of the business here and and move on. One of the things I do know is because we are not membership based, we if I wanted to sell this, it'd probably be worth what the price of my used equipment is. Uh, you know, so because one of the things when you have a membership base, you have constant flow of revenue coming in. 
Right. And you do it like I do it. It's almost like a doctor or a dentist. You know, you go on vacation, you don't make any money. Uh, except, you know, I have the two part-time trainers that are having, you know, bringing in revenue. So one of the reasons I wanted to go when I went with the Precy Speed School was I wanted to have a constant flow of revenue coming in uh, when I wasn't here or on vacation because of the membership base thing. But then again, that kind of went south with COVID and people were reluctant to, you know, do it. We also found with the membership base is, you know, people are paying the membership, but it's amazing how you have some classes scheduled and you, you know, one day you got six people showing up. Next time you have one person showing up, how to get a lot of motivation when there's only one person there. Uh, you know, it takes away the whole dynamic of what a class would be. So that was one of the reasons we, you know, got rid of it and found that the semi-privates, you know, work, work pretty good. And as I tell people, do semi-privates can cost you less. I don't tell them as a trainer, we make more. But if we could do semi-privates all the time, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I like semi-privates because, you know, when we look at our trainer's schedule, it allows them to fit more than just one person in a, in an hour time slot. We're yep. still bringing in, you know, revenue to the business. We can bring in a little bit more revenue even um, if we can fit more clients in during the day. Um, so, you know, you kind of mentioned something there very briefly was kind of, you know, an exit plan in the idea of one day being able to sell the business. And when we look at being able to sell our business, things that make us look more enticing is that guaranteed monthly revenue coming into the business, right? If there's not that guaranteed monthly revenue, somebody taking over the business doesn't really know what to expect month to month. Um, is there any plan that you have moving forward to get some steady monthly revenue flowing into the business? Any ideas you have for that? No, probably got a sour taste because of what happened with the Precy Speed School with the constant flow of revenue, uh, you know, due to COVID and everything kind of shut down. It's like, well, everything was working good for me before. And you know, here I had a franchise fee to pay and, and everything else. And actually we worked out something different with uh, the Precy Speed School now. So we're, we're structured a little bit different, but, uh, you know, it's just like, well, I try this and bad timing, you know, it, it, it just didn't, didn't work. We used to do, and I shouldn't say, we used to do a morning workout program that was membership-based monthly. And mm -hmm. just got that we weren't getting as many people coming to it as we'd like to. Uh, and it's kind of like, you know, let's just stop this. No need to be waking up at five in the morning for a small group of people coming in we weren't making all that much money off of it. It's like, you know, let's just put it to an end. So, so we did. Uh, I'm big on quality of life. And if, if I can sleep an extra hour, you know, I don't need, I'm, I'm not 22 years old anymore that uh, fine. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll start my morning at five and we'll see my last client at nine at night. That doesn't happen at all. So I make the schedule work for me. One of the things I found out with COVID is, you know, for years, I was working Saturdays, you know, Monday through Saturday, and the only day off was Sunday. And when COVID hit and people cut back, I found out people can come other days if they want to come in and not have to come Saturday mornings. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that that is one of the things I did. I keep now, I got to look at the quality of my life. And uh, really nice, my summer schedule is no Saturdays, which is nice. Now, comes the fall, 
uh, right after Labor Day, which is next week. I'll go back to Saturdays. But yeah, exit plan. I'm not really sure. Uh, the one of the part-time trainers that worked with me has talked about it because he knows my clients and knows the business, and he's a very good trainer. That if anything, he would. We've actually talked about a buyout structure if he wanted it on what to do. Okay. Um, I well, it's good that you have somebody kind of on standby, right? That already knows the business and might be interested. Yeah, in we're good friends and everything else. So, yes. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Ron, it's been a pleasure having you here today and learning more about your you know, fitness and performance facility. Where can our listeners go to find out more about what you have to offer online? Okay, they can go to uh, tryfitnesschicago.com. That's T-R-I for try, tryfitnesschicago.com. Or you can reach me at ron at tryfitnesschicago.com. That's my email address. Phone number 312-497-0187. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being here today, Ron. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Chris from Great Vibrations Fitness in Omaha, Nebraska. What's up, Chris? How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. Very, very excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We appreciate it. All righty. So let's get right into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? What's the backstory there? Sure, certainly. Uh, so I'm a physical therapist uh, by trade. I mean, I, I've been a physical therapist for 15 plus years. Um, I knew I always wanted to own some kind of, um, you know, business or clinic. I really, I really love the idea and I always have of a multidisciplinary clinic. So I, right now we have a combination of physical therapy, chiropractic, massage therapy. And then my ultimate goal was to have kind of a, a full circle, one-stop shop with it, with a gym aspect um, in kind of in the middle of it, the gym kind of being the middle of it, and then having all the ancillary services to the side. And that would be, people can enter into, into our world through a number of different uh, avenues. They can either come in from an injury on the PT or, you know, a Kairos aspect, or they could be, you know, like a gym member. And then if something went wrong, they had some kind of you know, neck, shoulder, arm pain, back, hip, leg pain, then we can help them, you know, recover from that, not stop them from working out because the, the fitness part of it is the, is the, is the key is the part that we really love. And then just insert them back into the fitness side as quickly and as, you know, reasonably safe as possible. 
Got it. Awesome. I love that. So combining the two for the best results for the clients yes. overall. Yeah. I mean, staying active, staying moving um, is the kind of, you know, work that we do. We are, we are not a clinic. We are not a place that does the, you know, the standard cookie cutter where everybody comes in and gets a hot pack and some ultrasound and some basic, you know, BS hamstring stretches. We do a lot of active movement, a lot of therapeutic exercise and activity. Um, and we really, you know, we really push people to adopt that, you know, falling in love with that lifestyle of health and fitness. Absolutely. Okay. So now what does your business model look like? How do you structure things within the facility? Do you offer group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones, kind of walk us through the layout there? Sure. So actually I'll back up just a step. When I got into the, the, the Great Vibrations Fitness, I never had the gym aspect before. Uh, I had met a guy that owned it um, for many years, 12, 13 plus years um, in the past. Didn't you know, reach out to him, didn't talk to him in a couple of years. All of a sudden he reached out to me. He said, Hey, I'm leaving. I'm moving. Um, you know, I'm retiring. I'm done with this thing. I just want to either, you know, sell it to somebody or I'm shutting it down. And so I went to look at it and I was like, man, this is like, it's a really good concept. It has a very good, you know, you know, niche following. It's so sub niche and so specific that the people who really love it and get the result that they, that they want from it would not have another option in my city. If, if he closed this thing down, it would just, they would just be like out of luck. There's nothing else, you know, like that. So I decided, okay, I, I can't in good, you know, faith, um, let these people just not have a, an outlet for their, uh, for their fitness. So I did, I did buy it from him. Um, I, I integrated it into my uh, clinics. Um, I kind of split up the equipment and I only, now I only do a very small group kind of, you know, think about like the, like the gym launch kind of book, you know, when we, with, with Alex's book and okay, what's the, you can have like large and then a large group or have a facility people can come in anytime they want to. And I went with the other way with a really small group, no more than four people at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of semi-private and then they can come in and do their workouts uh, on the half hour. Um, myself or one of my other physical therapists um, is there. Um, we write new workouts. They get a new workout every day. Um, we're there to monitor, there to help them if they have any questions. And then of course, if they, something happens as far as, Hey, my, you know, my shoulder hurts, my knee hurts. Um, we can adapt it or kind of scale that, uh, that workout, or if we need to, we'll kind of back them out, do some things on the PT side or chiropractic side, and then get them right back into it. Awesome. I love that. And the, the semi-private model is fantastic on both sides of things, right? On the mm-hmm. business side of things, because it allows you to serve more people within that half an hour time frame, that hour time frame, however you structure things within the facility, yep, uh, yep. more people than the one-on-one sessions, but then also on the client side of things, typically it lowers the price as well. So they can come in for more sessions because they're training with a few other people to help kind of offset that a little bit. But then again, it still allows you to focus that attention to them as if it were a one-on-one session as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they really love the community part of it. I mean, you know, and it's like other gym owners, you see the same faces at their, they have their time, right? Like my, like my 830 ladies have their their nine o'clock ladies, uh, all the way down to like my noon, you know, group of three ladies, like it's, they kind of know when the other people in their group go and it actually helps them um, hold them more accountable. So they're less likely to, to skip. Uh, right. And if it was on their own, they're like, well, I can't let, you know, I can't let that person down. I can't let that person down. So I got to be there. The other thing that I found is very interesting. It was, it's maybe just a psychology thing um, that I use a, a software called mind body where they can like um, schedule online. Mm-hmm. And and I, I didn't know this until I asked them one time, and they're like, "Oh yeah, if I if I didn't click that button to say I'm coming in at nine o'clock, 
then I'd be much more likely to not come in, which is fascinating to me. It was just like, well, it's like, you know, you're going to go anyway, but no, it was part of like, if it says that I'm scheduled and I have to be there, I go as opposed to just, you know, just showing up. I'm like, oh, well, that's, I mean, that's fascinating. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Little things that hold people accountable can Mm -hmm. go a long way and make a big difference as far as people sticking around, getting the results that they're looking for. Um, So that's big. Now, how many clients or members are you currently serving? Yeah. So when I I took it it over, um, there were quite a few, like the list, right? Part for me, part of it was the equipment and part of it was the list of of members that they had. And he'd been doing it for quite a while. So there was a large list. Um, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, there was a large list, but a lot of them were inactive at that time. So I've, I reached out to everybody. I had a, you know, a massive email list. I made calls. I probably got a good, you know, about hundred people, um, to, to stay on, even though through the transition and I've got about 50 to 60 that are very consistent. And then the other ones kind of come and go, they kind of hit and miss. Um, some are, they're almost all older, um, adults. So sometimes depending on like here in Nebraska, I think you guys are down in maybe Texas, so you don't have quite the same winters that we do. So a lot of people will leave. Like as we get closer to uh, November, December, after Thanksgiving, Christmas time, I have I have a decent amount that will uh, leave for the winter, go to Arizona, go to Florida. And so it kind of drops a little bit mm-hmm. um, seasonally. But yeah, a very good core group of, of, of ladies that are probably around uh, that, that 45 to 50 uh, member range. Got it. Yeah, I'm I'm located in Rhode Island, so I get oh, the winter side okay. of things. Okay, yeah, I sorry. I th- I thought it was down in Austin. Yeah, you We're based in Austin, okay. yes. But yeah, I'm in Rhode Island. So yeah, I definitely understand the uh the winter aspect of things, especially if you've got snowbirds, right? Mm-hmm. Um so okay, are you in a position right now where you are looking to grow that membership or are you kind of maxed out where you are? I actually like it right where it's at. I, I have not put a lot of effort into, um, you know, growing it uh, specifically. I mean, I, I do let it grow organically. I mean, if someone, you know, the website, other people can talk about it. I post about it, um, social media. And if someone reaches out, hey, I'm, I'm interested. I want to come check it out. Please, please come check it out for free. I usually give a, a good, you know, a good week of uh, of free sessions, at least three, four, so they can kind of feel and see what it's like. Um, it is a very, you know, niched um, workout with, you know, the, the, the ladies use the vibration plate throughout the 30 minute high intensity, uh, workout. And then the reason behind that is that the vibration, the whole body vibration plate, you know, helps to, it helps to aid weight loss. It helps to burn more fat. It improves flexibility. Um, it improves blood flow. Um, it really helps for them. It helps with balance and like that, that loading of the joints. So as the, as the, as the plate vibrates at different frequencies, you can really load all the way through, I mean, ankles, knees, hips, uh, spine, And so the people that like it really feel like they're getting a very intense and good workout in a short amount of time. So 30 minutes we're in, we typically do, um, you know, 10 different exercises, let's say uh, three rounds of a minute each. It's just kind of, I have a a clock on the wall and it just, you know, three, two, one switch, three, two, one switch. And they just go through it and and, and work to their ability. Uh, And again, if it needs to be scaled, we scale it. Um, We have, you know, we add in different kinds of things. A lot of it's total body. We'll add kettlebells, we'll add dumbbells, we'll add bands, um, whatever, you know, sometimes even throw in some TRX and have different stations. Got it. Okay. And so as far as the marketing, the advertising piece goes, are you basing everything off of organic kind of marketing, advertising, word of mouth referrals, all that stuff? Right now, yes, yes. So I do I do have a, a, a good 
you know, population that comes in through our clinic a different way mm -hmm. that I've been able to kind of uh, transition over into the, on the fitness side um, there. But yeah, as far as the, the people that came in when I bought the, the business was just the right amount uh, for me, as far as the, the time that I have to uh, try to run, you know, two, two uh, multidisciplinary clinics, um, you know, the, the, the grip vibrations workout part. And then now I also do um, online uh, coaching and guidance where I help people that have disc related injuries. I help them heal naturally and then safely return to strength training exercises, things like uh, squats and deadlifts, things that, you know, that they go to their, uh, their normal primary care doctor are told, oh, never, never do that. Never go back and lift weights again. Never just, just rest and don't do anything. And that's of course, terrible advice. Right. Um, and I found that there's people all over the United States, actually all over the world, uh, that are, are just not getting the um, advice and the correct treatment that they need, that they deserve. And so I've really focused a lot more of my time and efforts now on growing that side of my online side. And I've let the uh, the gym thing kind of just roll as it is and just organically, you know, a few members at a time um, increase. The, because the ones that I have that I got that I've talked to and that I've worked with for the last you know, eight months or so, eight months to it. It's been, it'll be like a year, like in November. So it's been almost a year. Those ladies have been members for multiple years. I mean, five, eight, 10 years. It's the only thing they want to do. They're not going anywhere else. So I can, I can count on them to just be consistent and then slowly add a few as it goes. Got it. Okay. So you've got a, a consistent base of members on that side of things, focusing on the online side of things, and then also on the physical therapy side yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah business, so you know, marketing for that kind of thing. I mean, I, I, I like the fact that I can, you know, potentially market Well, I like, you know, market and um, grow the, the PT, the Cairo side of my business. And then I have that, that service that if after someone like, Hey, I, you know, I feel better. My shoulder feels better. My neck feels better, whatever it is. But now I want to kind of, you know, work out what's next. How do I continue to, to help myself? Well, then I have a couple options. You can go right over here into the, into the great vibrations. I'll, I'll sign you up. You can become a member, you know, mm -hmm. come whenever you want to get you on the classes. Or we also do like some personal training um, and um, like one-on-one -on -one type stuff with, with members in, in the gym that's attached to our facility. So there's a, another full gym in the back of the facility I don't own that gym, but I have access to use that. And Got so it. we have those two options to either train in person, um, online, where I will use, like I said, if I train them online after a, after an injury or disc injury, I use a, I use a, a Trainerize um, app that I you know build the workouts for them. Uh, we meet online. Um, we, we do check-ins. I make sure that they hold the accountability, and then I'm changing those workouts and progressing them as they go. So there's a couple of different options. If they want a little bit more passive and want to be you know, with a small group, Great vibrations. If they want a little bit higher uh, price point and a little bit more one-on-one -on -one time, then there's either in-person or online. Got it. Okay. So those businesses kind of feed each other. So that works very well. Now on the physical therapy side of things, are you doing any type of advertising marketing for that? Yes. Oh yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, always. I mean, constantly having to having to market for. I mean, that's the the one part of that business is now. It's a good. It's a good problem to have. But when you, I feel. I mean, when you do things well and you help people and, and you and you fix them and they feel better, you have to constantly find you know new patients. I mean, we're not one right. a place that you know, and it's a different model. But there are there are chiropractic in different places where um, it's more of a maintenance type thing. Where you know, it's like come in once a month for the rest of your life and just just to you know maintain and keep. Now, once you kind of get that you know, um, your list built out, you don't need to, you know, many more people. 
we're right. much more of a of, of an acute like injury clinic. So when people have a mechanical pain, they come to us, we fix them, they're done. Um, now, if they need anything in the future, yes, we, we'd love to help them again. Or if they, you know, uh, we like it when they, of course, uh, word of mouth and refer friends and family. But yeah, we're constantly, um, you know, marketing to uh, businesses, different uh, referral sources. So physicians, other gyms, um, you know, other places that have that that see our our person, our, our patient. And then uh, we do quite a bit of um, Google advertising, specific keywords, um, trying to rake ourselves up there to, you know, when, they, when people are searching for neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, best chiropractor in Omaha, best physical therapist in Omaha, that kind of thing. Uh, I've had some decent success with um, Facebook ads in the past. Um, a couple of years ago, they were doing really well for us um, on the, on the like shoulder pain, neck pain, um, hip pain type thing. Uh, they more recently kind of, you know, fell off, weren't getting quite as good of leads on there. And I switched more to the, to the Google side of things for, for a while. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to specifically touch on that because there are so many gym owners who only run a gym, don't have other businesses that feed any yep. type of leads to their business and solely rely on word of mouth, organic referrals, things of that nature, which those things are great. However, they're really not reliable sources to consistently feed a business with quality leads, mm -hmm. right? So in your case, it's like you have two other streams that are feeding yes. your businesses constantly, right? So yep. most people don't have that, but that's why I specifically ask on the, um, on the physical therapy side of things, if you are constantly running advertising, paid advertising, Facebook, Google, things of that nature to feed the business. Cause that's one of the most important things, right? Especially within the physical therapy realm, which you're helping people and then they're moving on. We yes. hope that that's not happening within the gyms, but right. you know, people do live, <laughs> uh, leave rather on a, on a monthly basis for yeah, we try to random keep that, things. that churn rate on that side of it, obviously as low as possible. It's a very right. huge metric that changes things big time. Yes. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And a lot of gym owners don't like to look at those numbers right? It's like, if we, we don't look at it, it doesn't exist. Yes. But, yes. You know, the sand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I talked to thousands of gym owners and a lot of them just say, oh, our retention is great. Right. We don't lose anybody. And then it's like, okay, well, you're at 150 members. How long have you been at 150 members for? Well, two years. And it's like, okay, well, you're getting six or seven people in the doors on a weekly basis. Yeah, and you're that, signing. Means, that means you're losing the same amount every day. Right, yeah. right. But nobody likes to look at that, right? So I always like to make it a point to just talk about those things and bring it up. And, you know, that's a normal thing. And we need to make sure that we can consistently, reliably feed the business with leads at the drop of a hat. Even if you don't need to right now, you should know how to just yes. for the time when it comes that you do need to feed the business. So, yeah, a marketing system of some, yeah, some kind, and, it, and it's and they're different for everybody. It depends on what, you know, your your market, where you're at, what your messaging is, what your niche is. Yeah, but you need some kind of marketing system. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I always like to say multiple poles in the water as far as that goes. You know, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Google, word of mouth, referrals, B two B kind of relations. You know, all sorts of different ways to feed the business. The more, the better. Yeah, it's it's really getting out there and and talking about it. I mean, I have a it's a that's that's more of the role that I ta have taken on now. Mm -hmm. um, I used to be more of like you know in the clinic treating the patients, like doing you know the workhorse, doing all the thing. Um, luckily, um, I've been very blessed to have very good staff that take care of 
uh, most of the day to day as far as the patient care, um, you know, and, and taking care of the, the members on the on the gym side. Um, so, yeah, I've taken on more of the role of, you know, getting out there and, you know, certain days of the week, I go to uh, different doctor's offices, I go to different businesses, I go to different um, uh, business owner type things around, around my community, around, you know, in the Omaha and Elkhorn, Nebraska area. Um, you know, we have specific days, you know, certain days are, are content days where it's more like a, 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 a conversation. Certain days are more credibility. Certain days are more uh, conversion. We are asking for, hey, we, we have room for so many members. We have room for you know, so many patients, um, you know, giveaways, uh, filming things to try to help people um, with any kind of questions that they have. So, yeah, it's, it's a combination of all kinds of different, um, like you said, poles in the water, making sure that uh, people, even, people need to hear about you and about what you do multiple times. I mean, seven, eight, nine, ten times before they, right. you know, really know what it is that, that you do. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And a a lot of people kind of get stuck on the idea of like being in a visible area or we've been here for years or whatever it might be. But you'd always be surprised by the amount of people that live in the area within a five mile radius, probably, Mm -hmm. that don't even know that you're there or what you do. Happens all the time. Yep. Right. In fact, we're we're in a very large, uh, very large facility. So it's it's inside of a probably 120, 130,000 square foot. building that has eight volleyball courts and then six basketball courts. So it's, it's a youth uh, sports building. So a lot of parents are you know, bringing the kids in and out and we have a door right there. We got a sign on the building and I still get, this has been three years and we still get people, I didn't know you were here. I didn't know you guys did this. Right. Are you kidding? Like we're right. Like, yeah, it's, you have to, con- you know, constantly, constantly. And it seems like it's redundant and it seems like, you know, people say, well, people should know, like I've already said it, but you, it, it's not true. You can't say it enough about, you know, what you do, who you help, um, and to be as very, you know, specific and, and um, not be afraid to really niche down. Like in this case, I, it's only like, I, in this case, I only want, you know, the, the 55 to 65 year old female who has the excess income, who understands the point that the fact that I don't want to be the little old lady that's hunched over that can't walk, you know, get up from the chair that can't get up and down from stairs um, that's the person that I'm targeting and, and messaging directly to. It's right. not, it's not myself. It's not 40 yes. year old, you know, heavy w- weights. And that's, they, that message would go completely wrong. You know, I don't have that kind of gym. Right. Um, even on, whoops, I lost my, sorry about that. Even on like the physical therapy side, our person is, you know, a 40 year old, um, you know, soccer mom. I mean, we want, we want the, the, the mom that controls the, um, directions and controls the household that says hey kids you need you know something's wrong with your you having this pain go do this or even like in my case husband hey i i won't go like i i know what i'm doing i still won't go because we're just we don't think that way but if wife says you need to go do this you need to go do this okay i guess i'll go do that mm-hmm. so yeah it's that's the right. person that we typically help on the on the pta and chiro side as well <laughs> right yeah and i mean it's so much easier when you do really niche down and get really specific about who it is that you're serving especially within advertising because then you can speak directly to them and the problems that they have and the experiences that they have on a daily basis and it just makes that whole task so much easier when you can speak directly to a specific group of people as opposed to casting a really wide net and it's like when you try to serve everybody you end up serving nobody right Mm -hmm. so if it took took me a long time Brianna like I I, this took me a long time and a a lot of reading Mm -hmm. and a lot of coming to like you know uh, 
changing um, mindset and changing mental blocks and barriers. When I first yes. started out, I thought that, hey, we help everyone. Like, it doesn't matter what pain you got. It doesn't matter what, like, and I thought that was right. And then it, it was not. Like, you really need to almost, you can name your person. You can get it down so specifically to it's, you know, Mary, she's 40 years yeah. old. She has this, she's got this many kids. She lives in this area. She drives this kind of vehicle. Her, you know, her household family income is this. I mean, you you know, even when you have a business that does serve everyone, you can pick out probably, you know, a handful of people who say, well, if I just had, you know, a hundred of these, if I just had a hundred of this person, everything would be, you know, so great because they they have the right, first of all, they have the ability to to afford it. Second, they have the right attitude. Like yes. they they show up, they they do the right things. They they're not a lot, they're not extra work for, you know, because of the right, they have the right attitude. And then they all, third, they have the ability to be an affiliate or you know, announce to people that this is how great this place is. And if you had, again, just, I don't know, 50 to 75 to hundred of those people, you would never need, like, that's all you'd need. That's right. And there's, there's not, that's not that many. There's that, there's that many in every city. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And in that case, it's, it allows you to work with less people, provide them a higher level of service, mm -hmm. therefore charge more for the services that they're providing. People who pay, pay attention, right? So those yeah. people, they're investing in the services that you're providing. They're going to show up. They're going to do what they need to do. They're going to get the results that they're looking for. They're going to yeah. stick around long-term. And it's like, at the end of the day, that's what it's about on the client side of things, getting them the results that they need. And then on the business side of things, keeping them for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it seems so counterintuitive, but it, like I said, it took me a long time and a lot of education and a lot of, uh, you know, mistakes and trial and error um, to finally figure out that, hey, it can be, it's almost like I said, it's an inverse that the, the, the more you specify, it, you end up actually helping more people. And it's, it's a weird paradox, but it, right. it's true. It's absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely. And it allows you as a, as a trainer to work less and make more. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it, there's this weird thing that happens within the fitness industry that gym owners typically wear it like as a badge of honor to work more hours for yourself and make less than you would working 40 hours for somebody else. Yep. Right. I did it. I did it for my businesses for seven to 10 years. I did. Yeah. That. I made less than I paid my employees. I worked more hours than I paid them. And it's just been over the last, I mean, two years, year and a half, two years where I finally, like I said, like put the right people in place and, and, and worked on my, worked on myself and my mindset and the, and the ability to skill, who do I really want to serve? What kind of life do I want to have? What kind of, you know, and that took, I, I mean, I'm telling you, it took years. Um, yeah. and I just maybe not as, not as bright or not as, um, you know, as others, but it took me quite a while, uh, to right. figure that out. And it's been, um, good, you know, now that I've been able to put the right, um, really. So you're looking to, you're looking to leverage, right? Buy back your time, put people in place yes. with the right, with the right skill set so that I'm essentially buying back my time so I can yes. work on higher leverage tasks right. that that I, you know, that grow the business, that keep things moving in the right direction. And and, and still to this day, I still find myself like, you know, am I doing the right, like the right thing? Is this the right, you know, thing to to do? Even though at times it seems kind of, you know, not as and not as important as the as the hands-on as like being in the trenches. Mm -hmm. If I really think about it, like, yes, it's, I know it's kind of seems, you know, not as important as the, as the working on the patients and doing that kind of thing, but it needs to be done to keep the business going forward. So. Right. Absolutely. And most gym owners don't value time and money 
at the same level, right? It's like they value money more than they value time. So they would rather not spend money, but spend time to get something done. Like for example, a lot of times people will not spend money on a system for marketing, but they'll go out and spend an entire day at a community event to maybe acquire one client, Yes, right? yes. if you're lucky. Yeah. Right. But it's like, okay, well, we didn't spend any money, but it's like, okay, how much money did you lose? Because you weren't focusing your attention in a different area that would provide you with a higher return on investment. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That opportunity cost is huge, but people don't look at it that way. Right. And it's like, time is the only resource that you cannot get back. You it's can in, make yeah. more money. Yeah, it's infinitely more valuable than money. time is infinitely more valuable than money. It's right. I mean, it takes, again, it took me a long time to figure that out. I mean, when you first start out, I get it. I mean, I feel it because it's like when you have more time than money right away, it's like, well, I'll use my, I'll use that. I'll use the time yes. to do things that's slow in here. I can go do stuff. Eventually you have to figure that out that no, I can, you know, I can use the money to leverage yeah. to buy back more time. Right. And then eventually actually, you know, the higher leverage tasks, you, you gain more uh, customers for a short, you know, for a shorter amount of uh, time, which is is beautiful thing. But it took, it took me quite a while to work on that and figure that out. Right. Yeah. And especially in the beginning, a lot of people just don't know where to focus their time yeah, to provide the highest return everything. on investment. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that becomes an issue as well. So it's like, okay, well, we'll just try this and see if it sticks and then go from there. Mm -hmm. But that's part of the process, right? Figuring it out mm -hmm. as you go. And that's really why we're here on the podcast is to help save people time and money, you know, speaking with gym owners who have been through it and have figured it out and have gotten to the point and had those realizations and, and kind of gotten to the other side. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why I continue to read books, listen to podcasts like this one is, is to shortcut the mistakes that, you know, that I have to make by, by right. learning from others. And because it's the information is out there, yeah. you just have to find it. And then, and then after, obviously not only find it, but then, but then apply it to, you know, you got to apply it. That's the, that's very important as well. Yes. And it starts with having an open mind, right? Because there are so many people who are stuck in their ways, stuck in their own limiting beliefs, right? And it's not mm -hmm. your fault. These are things that you were raised believing, Absolutely. right? So it's really hard to break out of the mindset that you have, the beliefs that you have that you mm -hmm. don't even realize are holding you back. Right. right. No, so I was raised. Yeah. I mean, I was raised on a farm. It's the whole thing of you have to work hard. You have the more, the harder you work, the better things are, you know, yes. it, it's not always, it, it took a long time to, to realize, wait a minute, there are things that there are people who make, you know, a, a million dollars in, in 30 minutes just yeah. by selling something that's more valuable to somebody else. And you, you could work, a, a, you know, all kinds of hours and, and not even make that much or, mm -hmm. you know, the belief that, oh yeah, you know, it's, yeah, a lot of things that cliches, time is money, things like that. There's, mm -hmm. well, no, there's all kinds of things that are, are not true. Right. we've been told are true as young, you know, when we were, when we were kids or like, oh yeah, you have to get a good job because that's the safe route. No, it's, it's not. It's, right. <laughs> yeah. Or even, even things that changed since 20. Like I, I, you know, since 2020 and the pandemic, you know, my whole life was in person, you know, delivering of the service. Right. Right. And the, the realization that the mindset shift that took place when people were forced to have to figure out how to do things virtually. I was yes. like, wait a minute, like I can help people all over the, like all, all over, over the, the country, world. all over the world, all over the English speaking world mm -hmm. that, you know, may not. And, and that's what really shifted me too. I mean, and not only on the fitness side, but on the PT side, and that's all I want to do 
now and even gym owners that have like a physical location, I would still suggest you have to have to have an online uh, program presence. And it really only needs, you know, three things you have to have, obviously, your, you know, your programming, your way of doing things, name it, make it fancy, make it sexy, something that is different that you do. You have to have some kind of nutrition component and you have to have some kind of com uh, accountability component. But that's all. I mean, people are more likely now more than ever to to be OK with, you know, spending money for an online or a virtual um, service as opposed yeah. to they don't need they don't need to be. Some people will actually prefer to not go like I prefer to go to a gym that I, yes. I know for me, I don't I don't <laughs> do well. At, I wouldn't do well at home. I like mm -hmm. to to separate my you know, work from, from workouts yeah. and everything like that. But there are many people who are completely comfortable with um, getting the service and, and, and they resonate with, with your message. They like the way that you do it um, and they will pay you to do that. But I would suggest that anybody that has a, even a physical location should also have an online um, program. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Even just to provide another stream of revenue for the business. It's mm -hmm. like, there are people that want yeah. it. You already have the answers you already provide the service so mm -hmm. it's like why not you know why mm -hmm. not serve those people as well yeah there's i mean i've know i have met many many fitness professionals professionals and, and trainers and online coaches and that kind of stuff that have that used to own physical locations and have said yes. hell with this I, I can make you know i can make 10 15 20 grand a month doing online why would i all the stress of overhead and all this other stuff you can pare down to a you know much smaller uh, space and still make your still make your content, make your videos, you know, do your things um, that way. But yeah, there are there are ways to do to do both. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the the really nice thing about online is that it's super low overhead. You know, if if any, I mean, if you're doing yeah. everything yourself, then <laughs> it's pretty much nothing there. Yeah, um, I think you could then, serve. You could probably serve. I mean, I think you could serve probably up to seventy five to a hundred you know, yeah. clients before you need to, before you need to uh, scale to adding another coach. Right. Um, Cause at that point, you know, you, you're pretty, you can, you can put them into different groups. You can kind of subcategory, subcategorize them into different um, niches. And then you can, you know, utilize a lot of the same, you know, techniques and workouts and, and, and things that you do uh, can serve more than one person. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Super scalable. Cause you're not limited by zip yeah, codes that's, at that point. That's the part so. that really excites me about it is the ultimate, you know, scalability, because even, even in the physical location for either people, whether it's my clinics or whether it's a gym, you know, you're, you're probably only looking at about a 10 to 15 mile radius. Yeah. Um, at that point, you know, if it's, if it's something that any, and, you, and, you, and you, you can't, it's gotta be different. It's gotta be, you know, specific. And, and that's so the marketing, the messaging has to be uh, different and on point, or you will be commoditized. You'll just be like, well, I can, why would I go to that gym when I can go to one that's closer to my house? It, mm -hmm. It's the same. Why would, why would I change? Why would I do something different? Right. Where in the online space, as long as you have that very specific niche and that very specific messaging, um, you can find people, yeah, all over the world. All over. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So before we start to wrap up here, one thing that I always love to ask about is what is the big picture goal for you? I like to call it like unicorn goal, like perfect world situation. Mm -hmm. What is the goal for you for these businesses? Where are you looking to take them? Excellent question. So I would like to start i'd like to probably get one additional um physical location so another physical location in not in my city or in my area so i'd have three uh gyms i would like to eventually find a uh, own the building that i that i also 
love real estate as well. So I'd like to own the, the commercial space or building and then have that, that ultimate um, one-stop shop where there is a full, uh, a, a larger, you know, a full gym in the middle and then have the, the services along the outside, um, physical therapy, chiropractic, massage, even a, even a frontline provider, like a nurse practitioner, someone that can see people like in a, from a very acute setting or even just well kind of visits. And, and again, it's another way that people can come in through the door and doesn't matter to me then which door they come in. Right. So, you know, and that's, so that one would be the, you know, the physical, the one bucket would be the physical locations. And then I want to, uh, right now what I'm currently working on the most, uh, but again, unicorn goal would be to have a fully um, um, operating uh, e-commerce platform where I have uh, physical and digital products. So physical mm -hmm. products, meaning, you know, I have a supplement line that helps people with that very specific, you know, disc and uh, joint healing process. So I have the, that physical products along with maybe some some foam rolls, some TRX bands, some dumbbells, things that they need for their home, you know, for their that process. Right. Uh, digital products that include courses, downloads, things for sciatica, for, uh, you know, pinched nerve in the neck, for shoulder pain. And then on the higher, so those are the, that's the entry level. So there's, there's, um, you can enter in through that lower um, cost level of just trying a course, you know, for, for $199 and see, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are going to get very good results at that, but there's still maybe something that you want more. And then on the high end, um, the one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, or small group type uh, online coaching, which would be, you know, 13 week um, training programs where I take them through, you know, guide them, hold their hand here. Here's how we're going to go from this phase, repair phase to rebuilding phase to more of the, uh, you know, um, re re uh, rejuvenate, you know, where we're like, really like you're really doing well at that, at that last phase of the, of the program. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, full on um, e-commerce platform with physical, digital um, and online coaching products. Um, a, and then a, you know, a, a flagship type, uh, physical location, uh, where I own the building and I pay myself, uh, the rent. Right. <laughs> so I have the, you yes. know, those are the three buckets that I have is real estate, um, the physical locations and then online e-commerce. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much opportunity there for you, especially having multiple businesses kind of under the same roof, you know, and especially within the the e-commerce platform with all of the services mm -hmm. that you provide within the physical therapy side of things. Like there, there's so much opportunity there for you to be able to provide different levels of service for clients that also mm -hmm. feed the other businesses. So definitely really good opportunity there. Um, what needs to happen for you to be able to get to that next level? What comes next? Is it purchasing the building? What, what comes next? Ooh, that's a great question. I think for me, the, the, the plan that I have next is to continue to leverage the two locations that I have, mm -hmm. find somebody either to partner with mm -hmm. or hire that person, you know, to, to, to help me uh, form the third location. Um, on the building side, I think what I would like to do is I'm going to, I'm going to use because online and um, e-commerce like I said, the overhead is so much lower. The profit margin is so much higher there. I feel like that has the, the has has the the greater possibility of becoming a much more um, you know cash um, positive and, and lucrative business on that side. So to then to use to utilize and leverage that uh, that cash that money to then buy to buy the location or build you know build the building. Right. Um, I mean, the ultimate one would be to have a building large enough 
to where I would have what I wanted on one, like say one third of it, and then rent the other two, you know, two bays out or other half of the building out to somebody else that has a whole different, a different um, business. Right. But yeah, I, I, I think for me, the thing that has to happen is, is ultimately scaling and, and building out the online part of it first, mm-hmm. because some of those are, are more passive, requires less of my time. Again, so this is the leverage part. They can people, once I take the time to, to, to film and produce and do the products, the, the digital products, they can live in perpetuity and it, it could sell 10 or it could sell a thousand, you know, but I don't have to do anything extra on top of that. Same with the, you know, same with the physical right. products and the supplement side. Um, I, I've t- taken the time to, um, to dial them in and get them the way that I want them. Um, I have a, you know, facility that, that um, um, fulfills that order, produces, ships it out. So it's, it's drop shipping. All they got to do is just buy it and it goes out. And then I get the, I get the, the margin on top of that. So some yeah. of those type of things that are higher leverage um, and higher profit margin, I would use to then scale uh, on the physical side after that. Yes, absolutely. I love that. I love that plan. Drop That's a great question. Me. I don't even know if I think about that as often <laughs> as I should. No, I mean, I think I should probably map yeah. it out a little bit better. You know, what is what is the, how do I get there? I mean, I know what I, I can see it, but how do I get there? That's a great question. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's typically the the harder part, right? Is just figuring out, okay, what can I do today to get me one step closer to being at that next level? Yeah, and um, you really have to think of it that way because it, it is a day-to-day, like, you know, you cannot get it all in one uh, shot. It is, you know, what am I putting in my efforts and time into right now, today, highest value mm-hmm. um, uh, job or highest value project or, you know, right. task. Yes. That's going to get me one step closer, one step closer. Yeah. And it doesn't always work. Right. I mean, I make, I, you know, made plenty of mistakes that didn't mistakes, quite pan yep. out. So yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a process. That's for sure. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, Facebook is uh, Chris Erickson DPT. Um, And then my uh, Instagram would be herniated disc expert. Um, And then uh, I have a YouTube channel as well, herniated disc expert. So try to post on all three. I try to leverage those different um, uh, outlets, different social media outlets to, to, uh, I do a lot of education. I mean, there's a lot of it. It's just, it's just showing people like here, try this, try that. If you have this pain, do these things. Um, so definitely a lot of videos and, and content that have to do with um, giving a lot of information uh, and a lot of education and help. And so those are the three that I am most predominantly on. Awesome. All righty. Perfect. So Chris from Great Vibrations Fitness in Omaha, Nebraska. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show. Oh, absolutely. Pleasure. Love the love the things you guys are doing there. Keep it going. Awesome. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.